Rob, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Hi, good evening, Rob. Thank you very much for the opportunity and welcome to you as well to Cape Town. I know. It's been raining like crazy. I thought I'd come in a boat here yesterday. That's just how severe the rain is. But many blessings. Though it was a drought the one time, it's rained this time. So you need it all, especially in Stellenbosch where everything is all lush and you still, I don't know if you're still celebrating. The promotion yeah we are we are and it's a bit greener now after after some good rains yeah. um so it's great and i must say also just to start off um what a fantastic story to uh to hear the the birds morocco swallows um a great brand like that so i really i wish them all well with their with their endeavors to get back into the national first division and and into the psl one day yeah i, I think just historically everybody used to talk about the so to big three um, and the big three included Swallows. So it was Orlando Pirates, Kaiser Chiefs, and Morocco Swallows. So if you have that back again, it can only all go well, you know, for people uh, who've always traditionally followed the game. And I think the fascinating thing, though, besides talking about what we spoke about when we said congratulations on the telephonic interview that we had, is maybe give us a bit of insight in terms of Stellenbosch, the workings of the team, the ideas, the plans to take the team forward. And as we all know, traditionally, Stellenbosch being this rugby stronghold with the great schools that are around there, we've always known it to be extremely strong and powerful. But there's always been this community of footballers that have never really been recognized, a community of footballers that maybe lacked a club, lacked an identity, lacked a home. Are you planning on making it that team? Yeah, Rob, I think... Um you summarized it more eloquently than I could. Um, it's exactly that. You know, Stellenbosch has got a certain perception around it. Mm. Um, it's a great rugby town, and it's always going to stay that. We want it to remain that, but yeah. it can also be the same um, for football. And I think Stellenbosch Football Club now is the catalyst for that. Um, there's clubs that are over 100 years old, football clubs. There's mm. hundreds of thousands of young footballers in the Stellenbosch Winelands area. Um, and like you were alluding to, I think there just wasn't really a pathway for them. You know, if you have always said, and I think people are sick of me saying it, but if you if you grow up as a little boy in Stellenbosch or Paul or in the Winers area, area as a little rugby player, you know exactly what to do. The pathway's there. It's clear. Yeah. Paul Ruiz Gymnasium, the fantastic school right opposite us that we share facilities with, um, they've done it over 50 times, Springboks, mm -hmm. just from that one school. So you know you play for one of the great schools in the area. You play for, for Marty's more than likely, Western Province, Stormers, and you become a Springbok. Mm -hmm. But what does the footballer do? They dream about playing for Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando mm. Pirates, you know, IX Cape Town and so on. So I've always been of the opinion that the Winelands area deserves a professional, sustainable football club. Um, it's an uncaptured uh, football market if you look at our, our landscape with regards to football in the country. And we're hoping to, to, to do that and to be something big for, for the football community. All right, and with that, we're just going to take a quick break. We'll come back from the break and obviously establish the journey because I, I do see profound changes that will be made uh, potentially by Stellenbosch FC. So any questions as well for Rob, 0605842250 as we rode on the four and we need 40 runs of 44 balls. Well, we're just uh, short on, what, seven minutes uh, to go before we go to the news at the top of the hour. But the conversation here is with Rob Bernardi, CEO of Stellenbosch FC, uh, as we continue uh, with that journey. Now, overall, Ferreira selling Stellenbosch FC coming through. What, what was that one thing, Rob, that you'd wanted to achieve by, as you were painting the picture, being involved in football? taking opportunities as well 
from the locals and making them your headline players was at times that also misses the mark. At times you have a nice little community, but then you go and buy players from outside. What is it that you want to achieve short term and then long term? Yeah, so Rob's a good question. Um, we were fortunate enough to have successful negotiations with Mr. Mario Ferreira, who, mm. who did a great job with the club before us. It had the potential of being relocated out of Stellenbosch, um, and we managed to to stop that by purchasing the club. So straight away, Stellenbosch people, a Stellenbosch company, Stellenbosch Academy of Sport, mm-hmm. um, which is owned by Remgro, owns the club. It's a totally different um, discussion and storyline with, with locals, you know. Um, we're there to keep the club there for the long term. We're not in it for profit, mm-hmm. and we want to create um, social change using the using the club. So that was our key reason for actually going ahead and purchasing the club. Yes, we want to be successful on the field as well, mm-hmm. but we want to be sustainable and make make a difference using the club as a as a catalyst for that. And talk about I mean, Remgro is no small player when it comes to the business sector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all know, you know, the big man at the top, Johan Rupert, is there. Mm-hmm. How involved does he get, for example, in the club? Did he come to any of the games when you were still in the NFD? Is he seeing a potential of something bigger? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, the chairman, Mr. Rupert, the CEO of Remgro, Mr. Yanni Durant, have been yeah. incredibly supportive. It didn't take them long to make the decision once I went to them with a business uh, business plan and a strategy for, for why we should do it. Uh, um, the decision was made very quickly. Um, and because of the reason that we all believe that the Winelands area um, can do with a football club that's that's sustainable, um, so we've got we've got their total backing. Uh, it doesn't mean, like a lot of people maybe think, that we've got unlimited resources and cash to our mm. disposal. It's completely the opposite, in actual fact. And I'm fine with that because I, I do believe that there's a lot of wastage in in football, um, maybe in other sports as well. Uh, in my experience, um, and that makes us run our club properly professionally as a business Mm -hmm. Uh, because obviously availability of funds willy-nilly is also a bit of a danger it's something that can be abused i don't know what your experiences were in terms of the nfd but you know there's elements of corruption that happen in the nfd Um, people might say well you don't have proof but there's plenty of proof did you experience anything untoward though you you had a lovely surge at the top And that is the one thing that kept you in there is that you had accumulated the points enough, although, you know, in the end, it might have gotten a little bit closer uh, than you would have liked it to be. But, I mean, any of those stories, because they call it the bush, Latin is what they call it when you go to the NFD. And it's probably something that you don't want to ever go back to. Hence, the status of the Premier Soccer League. Just firstly, your journey in the NFD, was it as bad or were you just focusing on the football? Um, yeah, I think focusing on the football, that was the main thing, focusing on ourselves, um, because that's what you can control, Rob. Um, so, yes, we heard about, you know, referees could come, a, could could be a bit of a problem later on in the season, etc. To be honest with you, and I was having this discussion with our coach, Steve Barker, the other day, we probably had two decisions with, that went against us and two decisions that went for us that we thought weren't um, weren't um, supposed to go our way with regards to penalties. Right. Um, so we thought it was a very fair um, setup. Yes, we did get one or two SMSs asking us if we would like some assistance to win the league, which was very disturbing for us, and we answered in in in, in the correct manner. Um, but that's all I can say. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. We just keep ourselves as clean and away from that as as possible. And we were fortunate enough, as you say, to collect enough points to really just focus on trying to stay on top of mm-hmm. the league. And when you get something like that, an SMS like that, do you treat it as potentially 
a criminal aspect that you would report, at least open a case about, or you just dismiss it completely and move on? Um, a bit of both. Yeah. So, so it only happened twice, and we treated them as we needed to. Yeah. You needed to report yeah. it. Yeah. And coming through now, I know sometimes, and, and you've got a great coach, let's quickly talk about Mr. Barker because he's done a fantastic job. We've seen him even uh, before he went to Stellenbosch. His track record, second to none, uh, one of the most respected coaches in the country at times, I think underrated a lot. Um, getting to the PSL, he would need then for you to reassure him that you guys have got the trust in him and give him a contract. And I do believe that those contract negotiations, Rob, have happened and they've been positive. Give us an update on that. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think uh, Coach Steve Barker and his assistant, Wes Sergil, um, and and everybody else behind the scenes did a great job. Uh, we do believe that Steve's the right man to take the club forward. Um, from a technical coaching point of view, we've concluded a four-year deal with Steve, so I can report that. Um, um, and both bodies are very happy to move forward um, on the terms and conditions that we've that we've put out. Um, Steve's much more than just a football coach. I think he's somebody that we can trust with our brand, and that's very important for us. Right. You know, we've got the Stellenbosch Academy of Sport brand. We've got the Remgro brand behind us. We we represent the university to a large degree. They are very much linked with our football club as well. Um, and the Stellenbosch community. So we really need somebody that's going to be representing all of us um, in a professional manner. And Steve does mm -hmm. that, and he's also a very astute uh, football coach. Do you strengthen then the technical team? Because that's also another aspect that, sure, NFD is NFD, the demands of the Premier Soccer League. You've got cup games that you're going to be playing now that weren't there in the NFD. So you find yourself slightly stretched in terms of games, availability, injuries, etc. Are you going into a space now where, with Steve, with the technical team, number one, do you strengthen the technical team? Are you quite happy with the one you have? And what about the playing personnel? Yeah, Rob, thanks. Uh, it's a good question. Um, yes, we have strengthened. We're starting to strengthen um, on the technical side and on the playing side. We need to we need to do both of those. I think it's it's a fact. I mean, we may, uh, maybe I've got it a little bit wrong, but I think mm. the top three or four teams in the NFD start off as good as maybe the bottom three or four teams in the PSL. So that's where we are. You know, if you don't strengthen, that's you're going to have a difficult season. Mm. Um, and that's on and off the field. So we, we didn't have an analyst full-time last year. We didn't have a full-time strength and conditioning coach, um, etc. So we're going to be filling filling some of those roles um, to, to support Steve. Um, and even, even enablers like technology and so forth, you know, we didn't analyze all the games because we had a limited fund. So we had to really do the best with what we what we had. Now with the, the grants that are a little bit bigger with the PSL, as you know, we can do a bit more. So we're definitely strengthening on the technical side and we, and we need to do the same on the, on the PSL um, playing side. Mm -hmm. Because as you correctly say, you know, you play three games or two games in five days, four days, doesn't happen in the NFD. Mm -hmm. So we got away with a very small squad, 23 players. Um, that's not going to be sufficient for, for the PSL. Okay. After the news, we chat to Rob about the stadium we talk about the ability to maintain that because if i'm not mistaken it's a capacity of about 2000 it's a nice family sized stadium uh, but then what are the psl rules have they come for inspection has professor ronnie schloss come through paid them a visit what has professor schloss said about all of that all right so we need 20 runs from 30 balls maybe there's better news in the news all right so i'm just looking at the fact that rabada bowled out darwin Peshawar took Kohli out. Rabada also took Raul out. Uh, but th at the end, you know, it's it's about that century that's come through. For Rohit, he's he's had an absolutely great time.
at the crease. Chris Morris now trying to bowl. You know, can he achieve the kind of miracle that we need? You know, for South Africa to I don't know, outperform, limit the runs, try balance things out here. Yeah, we need fifteen runs now. Or well, India needs fifteen runs from twenty-four balls. We'll observe it very, very closely. Is it in for a catch or is he going for six? Oh, he gets the catch. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hope he didn't hurt himself on the stumps there. So that's it for Donny. 34 runs from 46 balls. Took a wild swing. Lacked the direction. Morris said, leave it to me. I bowled, I'll catch. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll watch that one very closely. Um, Rob Bernardi is here with me, talking all things Stellenbosch FC. I mentioned the issue around the stadium. Very compact stadium. I think it's something that worked for the club. It's something that gave you the kind of vocal support that you needed uh, within the NFD. Does that continue now? I mean, has Professor Schloss come through? Yeah, Rob, uh, you're correct. Um, it was a fantastic uh, time to, to play at Ida's Valley, and we're going to continue yeah. playing there, but we do need to improve it. Right. You need a minimum 5,000 seats for PSL um, matches, and we can get to 5,000 at, um, at Ida's Valley, so we're going we're gonna to do that. It might take us a bit of time. The league starts already the first weekend of August, mm -hmm. so we're not going to be ready for that more than likely. But we've also, as I said earlier, we've got a fantastic relationship with the Stellenbosch University. So we took Prof Schloss and his extensive team, including the PSL CEO, Marto, mm -hmm. um, to the other stadiums as well. We went to the Kutzenberg Athletic Stadium, right. which, as you know, is the, is the main um, football field for the university as well. And we also went to the Donny Craven Rugby Stadium. Um, and we're looking at both of them as well and getting them up to standard because we certainly, you know, we would like to play – 60-70% of our games at Ida's Valley when that's ready mm -hmm. but the bigger attraction games you know against the bigger clubs we would like to take to Donny Craven and we've got the full support of, of the university of mm -hmm. the municipality and the community in this regard okay the the option then to ex extend to 5,000 how does that work are you going to have it as a temporary stands or you're going to have permanent stands that will be built I think um Medium term, we want to go permanent, okay. but in the beginning, it might be it might be a bit of a hybrid solution where we've got both. So we can build on a bit, but the temporary stands will have to be brought in, proper fencing, security, perimeter, perimeter um, fencing, etc. Mm -hmm. will need to be brought in, and that's something we're speaking to the municipality. Um, as you know, it's a community field; it's owned by the municipality, and we're working with them to see what we can do in the in, a, in the shortest space of time to continue playing matches there. So your match day one at home. Would possibly be played where? Um, away, hopefully, <laughs> to give us more time. <laughs> so that'll be something of a preference for you, like I keep, yeah. keep it that away. But um, I, I think Rob, look, it's, it's either of those three would be great. You know, yeah. if none of them are, are are ready, because it is a short space of time, then then we're going to have to go to to Athlone or Cape Town Stadium if if it's available. So those are the only two stadiums that that's at PSL regulation at this stage. Um, but we were really trying our utmost um, amongst all stakeholders to get to get one of those stadiums ready at least, and and I'm pretty confident we're going to do that. Hmm. Now, 
I was, I was going to say, you know, you'd obviously it's, it's the luck of whatever comes up first, but you'd want to make it a great spectacle, whether it's at home or away, that first match day, because it sets the tone. You don't want to get to a stage of where Maritzburg United were, um, rooted at the bottom of the table all along, you know. Sure, they rode their luck. The rules allow them to go into a playoff, and they survived. Uh, that That is not what you want. I mean, how ambitious are you? What have you told Steve Barker that, listen, to get the four years out of your contract, you need to deliver certain deliverables? And what are those? It's more than a point a game <laughs> on average. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, Rob, it's the same as last season. You know, we sat down and we set our number one on-field objective because we had, we've got four objectives. But the on-field objective last year was to retain our status in the NFD. Given our resources, given our given um, our playing staff, given that it's a new new owners, etc. Yes, fortunately, um, what happened was was fantastic, and we're still pinching ourselves a little bit about that. But that's exactly the same goal for this season in the PSL, and I think that would be a, an achievement mm-hmm. to to keep our status. You know, closer to the middle of the log we are for most of the season, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to be a bit more ambitious. You don't want to be like a, a, a Cape Town city newborn. Baby, sure, board status, but you look at it from a an admin perspective, a location perspective. There were newborn babies, as far as that is concerned. Were able to get into a final, lose a final. They were able to get into a final, win a cup, and able to still finish in the top eight the last season and uh, have a good track record with the rookie coach who was a, a legendary football player. Yeah, yeah. Do do you not want to maybe push your luck a little bit in terms of? I think, yeah, Rob, I think I mean, any any sportsman goes onto the field wanting to win. So we're going to go on and try and win every match, mm. um, you know, and uh, John Kometis and, and Coach Benny's done a great job with that brand and, and I congratulate them on that. I think what they had to start off with was a few experienced players that they, 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 they retained from the club that they purchased. Um, we we lack a bit of experience, um, mm. PSL experience. If you look at our squad, you know, in all honesty, we don't have um, PSL experience in there. So it's going to be key for us how we plan and, and recruit players now um, to to see how we're going to go in the, in the league. But yes, I mean, Rob, we're gonna we're gonna aim as high as we can. We're gonna try and get on a run and and collect as many points as early as possible. Sure, um, that always works but, and helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we if we land up in the top eight or wherever it is, then we've exceeded our expectations, and that's what and that and that'll be a great story. When you talk about that recruiting players, are you losing any players? Because you'd find a guy like Rainers who top scored for you nineteen goals in the season, that is a remarkable achievement. I mean, just one shot in twenty. Are you, do you lose a guy like that? Is he bought somewhere else now? Um, we've secured we've secured the, all our players. So um, at this stage, we're not losing any players. We we had a squad of twenty three. Rob, right? Uh, we've released five, so we've still got eighteen players from our original squad that won the NFT. That includes some very young players that are still developing and 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 hopefully will become um, superstars in the PSL one day. Um, so we've un- we've got a squad of eighteen at the moment. Um, to answer you on Rainers, Rainers is at our club. He's happy at Stellenbosch, and we hope that he scores um, goals in the PSL. That'll be the that'll yeah. be something for him to strive for and to to kick on to the next to the next level in his career. And another guy who obviously impressed Marulia, as far as goal scoring is concerned. I mean, he got to what seven goals in the season. Um, is he one of the five or one of the eighteen? 
No, no. Um, Jared was our captain uh, last year. Did a great job with with goal scoring and assists, yeah. and he's definitely part of our squad going going forward. Yeah. So one of the ones remaining. That's right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure you don't want to lose that because I was going to say that it will either uh, mean you're going to. You've got to lose out that impetus where goals are so important. Um, Mbuso says, as Cape Townians, we're very happy for a second team in the PSL. More games to come in Cape Town, including Cape Town Derby, uh, that we're very excited about. Welcome and wish you a long stay in the PSL. So he's got a picture there of yourselves as NFD champions as you were celebrating. Yeah, uh, so, great. you know, a, a great little post there on Twitter. Any questions or that you do have for Rob Bernardi? He's not just here for me. He's here for you. If you're in and around Cape Town or anywhere around the country, feel free. 089-110-3377. 89 uh, Those are the two numbers as India needs just two runs as well. Two numbers, two runs. They get four runs. It's all over. It's all over. <laughs> yeah, it's all over for South Africa. What a what a World Cup for the Proteas, eh? Winning by six wickets. Lacking the fire, Proteas, eh? Whew. What's your quick reaction on that? Because I know cricket's also very close to your heart there, Rob. No, that's that's very sad. I feel for the guys. I'm just hoping that our Banyana Banyana team and Bafana team can do a bit better when they um, take part in the global showpieces because this is sad. It's the first time we've lost three in a row at Cricket World Cup. Um, but fortunately, I think there's still five or six games left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's just a terrible, terrible start. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when you've seen what happened with the under 20s um, and their campaign in Poland as far as their World Cup is concerned. So, yeah, six wickets, India win, heads down for South Africa. There was some. Great bowling, Rabada, Pechuguayo, but, you know, in the end, not not good enough. Consoling each other, uh, the captain there, as well as some of the bowlers. So, yeah, India march on. I think they came in f- as favorites. Got a bit tight there, but the minute they allowed, they allowed their top order to uh, to dominate and not be broken down by South Africa, it was always going to be a problem. All right, let me check SK Mjali, who says, Good evening, Rob. Can you please ask Rob Bernardi, uh, since that they've been promoted to the official PSL, uh, will the estate meet the PSL requirements as required by floodlights, drainage system, and lastly, uh, do they have a sponsor? Thank you for answered on, on that whole stadium. But, but Technical things like stadium drainage and so on. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's some work to be done on on on, on some of the fields in the three stadiums, but um, that's the least of our concern. I mean, we need to get the security um, up to scratch with perimeter fencing. Um, um, some of the turnstiles, for example, need to right. be electronic rather than than archaic ones that are that are at some of the stadiums. Um, but the fields also need a little bit of attention. We did a great job in at at Ida's Valley to get that field looking pretty good. But it needs to be a little bit more even and so on. But the drainage mm. is pretty good, yeah. Okay. And what about sponsorship? How does a, a team, like you've explained the structure, uh, the ownership, the housing of it, and then the overall sponsor? Because you find teams with their technical sponsor on their shirt, uh, you've got a couple of supporting sponsorships on the sleeve, etc. How does that work for a Stellenbosch FC? Yeah, Rob, I think like like any team, um, we are looking for partners and we're looking for sponsors. Um, rules and regulations in South African uh, football is that you can have two sponsors on your playing shirt, mm. front of shirt and sleeve. 
Um, obviously, your technical apparel sponsor is on is on the kit as well. So we're looking for two partners there. We speak into a, to a few companies, mm-hmm. uh, and we're really looking for someone that buys into the same vision as ourselves with regards to being, you know, yes, successful on the field, but also making a real difference uh, um, and making a social impact um, within our communities and so on. So it's still early days. But you know, to 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 put more funds um, or make more funds available to buy better players, to put better technical staff together, make more of an impact throughout the club, you mm-hmm. do need more funds, um, and and partners are, are very important to do that. And when you talk about that sponsorship, though, it will be something big. It will be something telecoms related. I mean, I don't know, but I yeah. think you would know, Rob, that it's 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 no small feat to try and achieve. And not have a sponsor. No, it isn't. Um, and if you look at if you look at the teams in the PSL, Rob, it's it's surprising sometimes. There's a number of teams that have got no front of shirt sponsors. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the numbers of um, of um, broadcast value that you that the sponsor gets through the PSL, I mean, so many shows like the one I'm on today, mm-hmm. um, so many um, uh, magazine shows every day of the week on on television. Um, and over 60-70% of your games guaranteed live on television. So mm-hmm. the exposure that a sponsor gets in football is um, by three, fourfold easily higher than rugby, for example. Right. But still a lot of corporates um, you know, don't buy into that. And it might be a little bit about you know, where your money is going, how it's spent and so forth. So that's quite key for us you know, is, to, is to give the, the, the potential sponsors that we speak into confidence in how their money is being spent within the club. All right. I do believe from Joburg that uh, we got a, we got an ad break that's uh, just popped up for 20 past. You talk about sponsorship. Hey, radio also needs a sponsorship. Uh, so let's take a quick ad break. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. 089-110-3377. 089-110-2000. And also your voice notes. 0605-84-2250. All right. High fives all round for India. Nothing for the Proteas. So, yeah, another defeat there for South Africa at the Cricket World Cup. 22 minutes after the hour, it is the final stages of my conversation here with Rob Bernardi as we look into the season coming up for Stellenbosch FC. They've secured a four-year contract with their coach, Stevie Barker, also talking all things to do with their facilities, looking out for a sponsor as well. You know, the alternative stadium that they'll be playing some of the big games is also something that we've been able to secure within this conversation uh, all round. So very, very informative. I mean, even Morgan Gould, of all people, says, Stelly's sounds like the vision is great. Hey, maybe it's one of the... Maybe Thanks, it's Morgan. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he's sending us a hint. You know, smoke signals <laughs> there. <laughs> Probably wanting to come and uh, enjoy the last couple of years uh, of his playing career. Helping out with the experience that he has, yeah. But thanks so much, uh, Mr. Morgan Gould, uh, for that message that's come through. I, I just think overall, though, and I'm looking at social media. Some of the people are very excited. Maybe we didn't touch on the potential of a uh, when you talk about the derby. I think that's what a lot of people are saying is with the so-called demise of Ajax Cape Town uh, into the lower division. Santos as well. I think they met theirs yeah. a couple of seasons back. And once you go beyond NFD, any chances of resuscitation almost next to nothing. Um, so it's going to be back now. I mean, is that something that you look forward to? Or something that yeah. you'll be planning on? No, definitely. I think um, uh, 
John and myself had a word at the awards evening, and and he was saying also how excited he was for for the Cape Town Derby again. Right. So that'll be a completely new experience for for Stellenbosch and for ourselves, for the players, for the administrators, and we certainly make would like to make that a bit of a party. Um, I, I've always believed, you know, Cape Town needs at least two teams in the yeah. PSL, probably three. So I'm I'm really hoping that things go well at Ajax. It's a it's a great brand. Mm. It's a football brand that needs to be in the top in the top tier of South African football. I think, Rob. So I'm hoping there's another uh, Cape Town derby coming up soon. But yes, we're really looking forward to 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 tackling Cape Town City on the field and 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 giving it a go. I mean, John is obviously a very wily football person I think has been in the game more than most and understands yeah. what that's all about uh, you know Ajax Cape Town became his baby project and obviously Cape Town City is where he is now and has been able to do lots of great business from you know Sport Passa the sponsor massive international brand and towards the end of last season got direct access as well to be one of the major sponsors I mean is that something that makes you look at their achievement and say it is possible because sometimes people say ah people in Cape Town don't care about you know football or soccer as it is called do those at least those two major achievements make you feel that it is possible no definitely Rob I think it, it, it really is possible you need to run your club first of all first and foremost you know professionally uh, manage it properly um, become a trusted brand and then you can go ask people for for funds right so that's that's our that's that's our approach um, we managed to do that pretty well last year but really low-key I mean we're still a very small brand we're mm -hmm. still building up we still need to I heard you talking a bit earlier about the importance of social media yeah. uh, we launched our websites only a few months ago social media is up and running but there's a lot more that needs to be done um, so now we're going to put putting more resources into that. And I think the, the corporate brands will see what we're all about. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them, as I say, are already uh, noticing what we're doing and uh, have entered into some discussions with us about, about partnering with us for this coming season. So I'm hoping those discussions go well. But if it doesn't, Rob, we, we cut our cloth accordingly. Yeah. Um, and we, we try and sustain our status um, as as well as we can. Um, so yes, I, I do think it's great that Cape Town City's got two sponsors. I think, as I said earlier, there's great exposure opportunity for for corporates in the in in football in South mm -hmm. Africa uh, in the, in the PSL, um, and we need to try and take advantage of that. Well, the advantage is being taken. I saw earlier um, your social media personalities, whoever they are, driving your Twitter account, uh, did a fine job because I always try and monitor that before uh, most of the interviews. How interested is a club in terms of what a CEO, a coach, whoever it is, a player who's going into a major interview like you are in now, how much interest do they pay in informing their followers in terms of drawing followers? Because social media is also about trying to attract people that are not there already. So that, for me, already said that there is an interest. You guys are into the big player, big name. I mentioned Cape Town City. I mentioned Bulawayo City. They've been driving some of the best social media online conversations, whether it's cheeky, whether it's banter, whether it's information, whether it's putting up videos when they're signing up a major player. I remember Kermit Terasmus being signed through. Great video that they put together as well, including the sponsorship uh, element that we spoke about. For you, how important is that in moving into the next support base? As I was saying to Panyaza, They've got a lot of old supporters, followers, <laughs> so they need to share that. Here you yeah, are potentially yeah, yeah. putting yourselves out 
to whoever wants to support K- uh, Stellenbosch. Exactly, Rob. And it's a, as I said earlier, it's an untapped environment in the in the whole of the winers. We want students to go watch us play against the teams at the Donny Craven Stadium yeah. at um, at Ida's Valley, etc. We want the the young and the old to be there. So we. We are putting a lot of attention on, on our marketing and our social media this coming season. You'll see a ramp up on that um, because we, we're building a brand. So, you know, we want people to be starting to to, um, to purchase our shirt rather than the IX shirt or the Cape Town City shirt. They never had an option before mm. um, living in Stellenbosch. Now there is a team that they can support, so we still need to grab them. We can't take for granted that just because they're living in the winings, they're going to support us. And we haven't been there before, um, and they've been supporting other teams. So we've got to, got, to, got to convince them. And I think last season, fortunately, you know, we just did great on the field and managed to get promotion, and that helps. Mm. That that can leapfrog us straight into the big league, as it has done. And we must take advantage of that fact to to build our brand. And when do you when do you merchandise? As far as jerseys are concerned, have you thought about <coughs> that way? Would you place? your jerseys, whatever paraphernalia that you do have, caps, etc. Rob, that's um, thank you for asking that because that gives me the opportunity opportunity to to also announce that we have we have um, uh, brought on a new apparel partner. Okay. So we've changed apparel partners. We're very excited about that. So I can't tell you exactly where the merchandise is mm-hmm. going to be available, but it will be available. We're going to be um, partnered by Lecoq Sportif. Ah. They're going to be doing our, our uh, apparel on and off field for the team, um, and that's very exciting. And we've spoken a lot about how we commercialize the the brand and the and the uh, merchandise and yeah. apparel. Yeah. Jeez, that's a that's a good old traditional brand, Lecoq Sportif. That's it. Um, yeah, I mean, good to that see. That surprised it back. you, right? That surprised you a bit. No, it did. I mean, <laughs> I, I was waiting for you know typical, you know, big name, but um, Lecoq Sportif. I, I I remember growing up, that was one of the top top brands. That if you had that, uh, I think it also just made its mark in terms of the entertainment industry. A lot of the rap artists and musical artists were were, were carrying that but brilliant brilliant brand overall yep. uh, Mateo Elanga says that what an excellent point there uh, as a sponsor in the PSL you get more coverage but the sponsorship money is less than rugby sponsors worry about how the money is used again administration in soccer raises its ugly head so uh, listening very very Attentively here to the conversation with Rob Bernardi. Apiwe Pika says, ask him, Rob, uh, are they looking to add more experienced players? I think we kind of covered that. Maybe what I can ask, which is different, in piggybacking on that question, is what is Steve saying to you and the technical team is a number that you want to have? From 23, you're now down to 18, so you're going to have to replace to get back to 23. But what's the overall squad size that you hoping to get yeah Rob uh, we've had a lot of planning sessions on that already and it's ongoing um, I think Steve will say 40 and um, we will settle on 33 okay yeah, and I'm just joking Steve, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve no, no, 30 I think it's gonna be 32 or 33 is gonna be our squad size Rob it's important okay. to also remember that everyone in the PSL plays in the multi-disky um, league as well so that at the moment is under 23 league. You're allowed to play three over 23s, um, and it's gone to a 30 match uh, league rather than just 15. Um, so we need to take that into account. We're no more just one senior team and our four youth teams, mm-hmm. which we established last year. It's it's two senior teams, um, but our squad across MDC and PSL will be about 30 33 players. So again, pretty small, um, but that's the way we want to do it. Okay, all right, Robert. Do understand that uh, the 
CAF Champions League final will be replayed is what we are getting from France. Um, yeah, the news is confirmed, but CAF are yet to issue an official statement explaining the decision, uh, according to Osasu or by Yomwa uh, on Twitter, giving us that information. So you can follow him if you still want that at Osasu. Oh, at Osasu. Oh, he'll give you all the latest. He is with the BBC. Wow. How quickly time flies, Rob. Incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. And once again, congratulations. I think really good news for Cape Town. Uh, second team coming through into the Premier Soccer League. Uh, wishing you everything of the best in the journey, Rob. And great chat, conversation-wise. Great news and great information you've been able to impart to our listeners. Thanks very much, Rob, again for the opportunity and and also thank you to all our supporters and all the shareholders and stakeholders out in Salambosh that's just been giving us incredible support. Uh, we won't disappoint. Yeah. We'll only do our best and we'll we'll be there in the long run. All right, long run, that's what it is. Look forward to the competition that's going to be happening in Cape Town and countrywide as well. Ayabong Atawe uh, is standing by for Metro FM Talk. We do have Just Dice. In studio for Radio 2000, the cricket is done, so hopefully he'll soothe our souls into the night.